That sound is every driver's worst fear. How much will the repairs cost? Is it your engine, your transmission, or worse? A car breakdown could cost you thousands to repair, but not if you have CarShield. CarShield administrators pay your claims directly to the mechanic or dealer of your choice, saving you time and money. Call CarShield today before your next breakdown. Call 800-426-1952. That's 800-426-1952. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another episode of the Discipline Therapy Podcast. I'm your host, EL Discipline. Alongside me usually is your other host, Suhei Sotomayor. However, she has something to do tonight and she'll be joining us next week. However, I have another guest. I ha- I'll get to him soon. Very excited. Very excited. <laughs> um, if you missed previous uh, episodes, just go back. It's on the um, YouTube. It's also on the major listening platforms such as Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, uh, CastBox, Deezer, and many more. Since you ladies and gentlemen are fiends, what that means is I have a dose of discipline therapy where everything is completely free. See, if you subscribe, it's free. It's no monthly fee. It's judgment-free, sucker-free, sensor-free, sensitive-free, and plenty of liberty. God and the ancient ancestors are great and that means everything else is straight. So go grab your wine, popcorn, or roll a blunt, but make sure the kids are in bed, especially tonight. Because we have those vulgar and soulful conversations. Prepare your mind to be fed. Light one up, inhale life and exhale strife. Ladies and gentlemen, once again, you are tuned into the Discipline Therapy Podcast. We're here. Speaking of we're here, I have a special guest sitting alongside me. This guy gave me my first shot along with Karma. Shout out to Karma. Um, I was on the R&R show, I think, four times. Yes. And, you know, it was my first time going there was June 23rd, 2016. You guys are probably saying, how does the fuck he remember <laughs> that? <laughs> but this guy gave me my first shot. He also told me, I he was also the first person that told me to start my own show. Um, so without further ado, we're going to get into it. A good friend of mine, he is a entrepreneur, Boricua. He's a, a wrestler. He's a comedian, DJ, uh, host of the R&R, uh, R&R show. Man, this guy does so many things. What does he not do? And I also see you lost some weight. Yeah, man, I did. I had to. I had Shout to. out to Raphael G. Yo, thank you so much for having me on the show. Um, first of all, I want to tell everybody, this dude used to smack women in the ass with whips and chains and put them in dog collars talking about like I'm your man I plead a fifth. and now he has his own show he right he, he's a, he's the next Stephen King of sex alright <laughs> and he's doing his thing but let me tell you something and I can't be more proud of you um, of what you've accomplished and everything Yo, I love you know uh, yes yes I, I, I had this. to bring you some gifts you know I had to bring you some gifts too disciplined AKA, I'm not going to say uh-huh. the name. <laughs> congratulations, congratulations on your success. Exactly, exactly. Man. I love this, and man. You had to. Also. You got, you got your shirts there. Yes. Which is the, the Puerto Rican skull. That's uh, what's The Punisher skull. So, you know, That's enjoy it. Up. You know, you, the summertime showed off to the girls. I appreciate it, You can make it, believe man. you're Puerto Rican. <laughs> you know, he's Haitian. He's close. Well, he's not there, but he, we Haitian can make, him, make believe you're Puerto Rican, you know? <laughs> nah, but it, it's my pleasure to be on here. Um, Again, you know. Uh, I thank you for inviting me on your show yeah. and everything. Like I said, I've had hundreds of guests 
in the past and they all done their thing. They all done their show. But never once did they ever say, hey, come on the show, Talk whatever. About it. You know, but it's like I said, it, you know, you'll it. get a hundred, you'll get a hundred views before you get a hundred likes. Mm-hmm. And, um, but you know, they doing their thing. I'm happy you're doing your thing. Mm-hmm. I don't hate. I don't hate because it makes you a miserable person. Yeah. I'll just sit back and just, you know, watch you do your thing. Plus, if you look at it like this, I don't want to cut you off, but if you look at it like this, people don't realize is God might put you in a position to be a beacon of opportunity for someone else. Mm-hmm. So it's like, you could have, like, you're that, you were that stepping soul for me. I yeah. didn't know shit about this. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I'm coming on your show. Sometimes I'm taking over. I'm like, yeah. before we start, yo, yeah. I'm going to take over. That's cool. Uh, yeah. Yo, do your thing. Do your thing. You man. understand what I'm saying? But it's, it was, it was your show. I had nothing. I, I was like oblivious to this. This was like not even at the time. But you learned. Yes. You learned how it was because the way, you see, the show's called Raw and Ready for a reason. Mm-hmm. You know, it can't be all about me. It can't, it can't do that because if that's the case, it has to be a one-man show. Yeah. You know, when I bring guests on, I bring guests on so people can see that guest, that another side of that person. When I bring my fellow wrestlers on the show, I tell them, don't come as your character. Come as you. Mm. You know, we can always talk about the character or the, or the, or the figure that you're playing in the ring. Mm-hmm. But I want people to see who they really are. The Raw and Ready show has been established since 2006. Okay. And the way it was is when we spoke about the news, like everybody will talk about Trump or COVID or whatever. Everybody's talking about it. Everybody's talking about it. I don't want to talk about that. I want to talk about what Trump's lawnmower guy says or Biden's handy lady says, Mm. you know, I want to know what his babysitter sees, Mm. you know, Kim Kardashian. I want to know what his lawnmower lawnmower guy is looking at. Like, Mm. yo, does she walk around with a thong every day? And he'll be like, yeah, homeless. She comes out with a big fat ass and she's always shaking. You know, Kanye's always upset, you know, and shit like that. That's what we talk about. This is, that's the way the show has always been. The show is always going to be. Yeah. You know, I've had multiple hosts on the show. Shout out, Mm. shout out to Karma, Mm. uh, Ralph Filione, Melody. I've had so many people on the show that that you know that they went out and did their things mm-hmm. you know and they you know they've been grateful to say you know i taught them the background of it and everything mm-hmm. and with the new technology and everything is yeah. amazing because when i started it was uh uh myspace yeah you know MySpace. you know myspace was out so when myspace came out i said i'm not gonna pay 300 a month for a website yeah i can use this yeah. and then we're, we, at my show, with a very handful of other shows that are probably still out there, are the ones that started that. Mm. We started, we pioneered it. And then all these other shows started coming behind it and everything. And we didn't have, you know, Instagram. We didn't have Facebook. Yeah, Instagram was you know, we didn't have none of that. We actually had to go out there and advertise mm-hmm. and advertise and advertise. And, I, you know, I took off for a year and a half. Mm. And I came back and, you know, there's a... People that are pissed off, but I got to do what I got to do, man. Two things I want to uh, mention. Shout out to the sponsorship, Legendary Studios. Um, also, I want to talk to you because when we have guests, we always ask them this question. Mm-hmm. How did you fare during COVID-19? <clears throat> COVID, it, 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 it came at the right time and then the wrong time. Mm-hmm. That's the way I look at it. Um, when COVID hit in February, I I was not in a good place mentally mm. because what happened was um, on January 11th, 
on January 10th of, of 2020, I got my first title shot and became um, Alpha Championship Wrestling ACW's first international heavyweight champion. And it was great. It was beautiful. I was like, finally, I got the shot that I deserved. And then a week later, I end up in a hospital for three weeks in intense, no, for three days in intensive care. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't COVID. What happened was the year, the reason why I know, because I lost weight, yeah. um, I had a medical condition where I had a, a kidney stone. Okay, everybody says kidney stone. Okay, you pass it. Mm-hmm. I was one of 50,000 that had a special case. What happened was the kidney stone was infected. Uh, It had E. coli in it. And what happens is it started throwing the bacteria through my bloodstream instead of just my urine. So I was in a I had like five surgeries before the title shot. And that's why I lost the weight. mm -hmm. So um, January 10th, I win the championship. January 16th, which was my 49th birthday, I end up in the hospital for like... You look good for 49. Uh, thank you. I'll be 50 in the next month. I'll be 50. Mm. I'll be half a century old. And um, it, 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 it screwed me up mentally because I'm like, damn, I just won the world title. A week later, I'm at work. I wake up. I'm in the hospital. I'm in intensive care. I have no kidney stones, but my kidney, because of the prior surgeries, mm-hmm. swelled up and produced the same bacteria. So mm. they they flushed it out and everything. I haven't been knock on wood. I haven't been in the hospital since. But it's been a year and I haven't defended the title yet. You know, mm. um, I lost a lot of friends. Yeah. You know, because of COVID, I lost fellow wrestlers. I I said I lost fellow comedians. I lost two relatives, and um, in a way, it's to me, it's like it's people are starting to unite. Yeah. Because of it, you still got your knuckleheads out there, mm-hmm. you know, like number 45. I don't, I don't like saying his name. 45 didn't do anything to help. Mm-hmm. Okay. You know, because regardless of what party mm-hmm. that you are, right, I don't care if you're independent, democratic or Republican, mm-hmm. you need to unite people and say, I concur, you know, Hey, forget about our regardless. differences. Yep. Forget about it. At the end of the day, we're all human. Mm-hmm. We all need to fight this. We all need to get along. Mm-hmm. Now you have the racial stuff that happened. You got, you know, the George Floyd incidents mm-hmm. and all these other incidents that happened, police brutality. I still support the and I still support police. Mm-hmm. I still do. Because you got a lot of good people out there. Mm-hmm. But it's these bad ones that are taking yeah. all the things. We'll see more cop brutality on te- on television. Yeah. Then what we'll see a cop who gave a homeless man a coat or yeah. you'll see a cop that saved a woman because she was giving birth in a car or we'll, we'll, we won't see a cop that got killed yeah. defending innocent people. Yeah. You know, the media puts that yeah, evil out there. You're right. You're right. You like I've, I've stated on the show, we had a, a, a show prior, I think it was season one, racism in America. We, we spoke of police brutality, murder, and I mentioned not every cop is bad. No. I, have, I have a cousin and a best friend or police officers. Yeah. So I can't, they're good cops. Mm-hmm. I can't say all cops are bad because now I'm putting them in the same exactly. category. I have relatives who are cops and they they tell me, yeah. if you get pulled over by a white cop, follow these rules. Yes. And if anything happens, 
you call us. Yes. You know, but they tell me they they've the, worked side by side that's, with that's sorry to get you. Yeah. That's the thing I preach to the young young yeah, kids, the listen, young Hispanic, yeah, black. That's the thing I preach to because they are they they're targeted more. Yes. But do what they tell you to do yeah, at that's that moment. It. That's it's it. about playing don't chess. Don't run. Don't do if you yeah. know you didn't do anything wrong. If I know I didn't do anything wrong, take me in. Mm-hmm. I'm going to have your job later. Mm-hmm. Take me in. Mm-hmm. Listen, you, all you're doing is going to help me get a paycheck. Mm-hmm. You put your hands on me, you're going to make me rich. Mm-hmm. You know, but my my family, my sister, you know, I can't mention her name, but my sister, who's a detective for the NYPD, seen it firsthand. She goes, I've been in locker rooms with bad cops. I've been in locker rooms with great cops, you know, but it's like, you know, the media you know, goes out there and says, this is what they're doing. Okay, but show the good side. Yeah. You know, does it have to stop? Yes, I agree. Mm-hmm. The only thing I don't agree what happened with COVID was that if it wasn't COVID, and I don't know, I could be wrong, mm-hmm. you wouldn't have had half the protesters that you had out there today. No. You know why? Because they had nothing to do. Absolutely. The good Everybody. people, the good people who went out there to protest peacefully, to do it the right way, gave up whatever they had to give up to go get it done. Yeah. But then you got these thugs mm-hmm. and these knuckleheads. I don't care if you're black, white, Chinese, yellow, be, brown, purple, square, triangle, whatever. <laughs> they went out there and you went into your own neighborhoods. You burned down that store mm-hmm. of the guy that when you were $2 short on a Bacon, egg, and cheese. Mm-hmm. He would tell you, come back later and take care of it. When you brought your kids there to pick up snacks and everything before school, you went and burned down his store. Mm-hmm. The same guy who, hey, you don't got it today, I give it to me tomorrow. The same guy that you went over and you brought your kids, your friends, you bought your cigarettes, you bought this. You The same drugstore where you pick up your medicine. The same neighborhood, you went in there and you destroyed it. Yeah. For what? For what? You don't own it. Mm-hmm. You and I don't own the streets. Mm-mm. You could be a crip, I could be a blood. We're fighting for something that belongs to the man. You understand what I'm same saying? Thing. Why are you going to do that? Why are you going to fight for something that you don't own? Yeah. Now, I can understand if it's your house, yeah. if it's your place of business, mm-hmm. and somebody comes in to try to cause you harm, you do what you must do. Mm-hmm. I don't, I don't. I don't tell nobody, don't defend yourself. Just Absolutely. don't be a bully about Absolutely. it. Absolutely. You understand what I'm yeah. saying? To me, COVID showed the true colors of the world. Yeah. I'm being sincere about it. It showed a lot of good people doing the right thing. And it showed the knuckleheads. Yep. People going into these stores with no mask. People coughing and sneezing on food because you don't like the owner of the store or you don't like the fact that it's a person of color who owns the business. That showed me how ugly the world can be. But it also showed me how beautiful it can be. Mm-hmm. I want, One thing I have to say, shout out to EMTs, mm-hmm. fire department, police department, nurses, nurses and doctors who are out there every day since day one that this happened and they risk their lives. Mm-hmm. They put their family's lives at stake to help you go home to your family, to your place of residence, whatever. And you're going to sit there and criticize ah, this freaking doctor, this fucking nurse. And mm-hmm. they're, they're taking it just as much as a shot as you are. You understand what I'm saying? You, you can't, you can't deny that you can't, you know, it showed a lot of ugliness. COVID, mm-hmm. like I said, was a blessing and a curse at the same time. Mm-hmm. 
the vaccine, I hope it works. I'll take it if I have to. I got no, you know, I have no work because I have to think about like one day I want to see my grandchildren grow up. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, one day I want to be a grandfather, you know, I still, just because I'm turning 50 years old, I still got a lot to do. Yeah, I'm, I'm not a, done yet. I'm, I'm, I'm against it, but it's you know, not about me. Yeah. You know, I mean, <laughs> if, if it, if I look at it like this, I, I was against it in the beginning. Mm-hmm. I really was because you're forcing people to do it. Mm-hmm. Don't force me. Cause I'll do whatever the hell I want. Yeah. But if I see that my family members are doing well because of it and, you know, they're not being sick. My mother had COVID in February. She didn't even know she had it. Mm-hmm. My mother has every season between December and March, she has the allergy season. Mm-hmm. My mother is asthmatic. My mm-hmm. mother's a cancer survivor. Mm-hmm. And she was like, oh, I got my, I got my allergies again. So she went to the store, got her, her pump and her antibiotics and, and all this stuff. And the next thing you know, they test her and they're like, you're at the back end of the COVID. And she was like, I didn't even know I had it. No fever, mm-hmm. no aches, no same usual thing that she always does. And, but you start to worry. I was like, she's one of the lucky ones. Mm-hmm. I just lost a fellow comedian now who I've worked with for over 15 years. His name is Kenny Ortega. Rest in peace. Went in, didn't, wasn't feeling right. Uh, you know what? I feel like I got the flu or something. Never made it out. COVID. I know guys, wrestlers who had it. And they're like, dude, I thought I just had the sniffles. Yeah, because it's affecting people differently. Yeah. I, I, for all I know, I could have had it in yeah. January. I didn't know. Yeah. You know, because all of a sudden, I'm, I'm, I'm world champion on one Saturday. Mm-hmm. The next Saturday, I'm like, I got a fever. I'm burning yeah. up. I got the shakes. I go in the hospital. Yeah. Oh, it's a bacteria thing. And they had to put tubes through my kidney to, to put the antibiotics in. A week later, I'm, I'm I'm out the house and I lost more weight. I was like, okay, good, I'm fine. Two weeks later, there's, there's a new uh, pandemic called COVID, mm. and I'm like, wait a minute, did I have that? Mm. You know, because it, it if everybody says, oh, it was February. COVID's been around since like December, January, yeah. and then it, it started exploding. Yeah. It started exploding. People don't understand that. Yeah. And then I found out people that I knew that were in January, early February before they started calling it COVID and yes. all that stuff, they were like, Ralph, I went to go get tested for the COVID test. I came up negative, but they said I had the antibodies. Mm. I'm like, when was the last time you were sick? February, March. And I'm like, what did you thought you had? My regular, uh, you know, um, seasonal stuff. Yeah. You know, and I was like, all right, it is what it is. But you know what, man? Thank like, God, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Because uh, the fact that, you went through that and you, you know, you survived and everything like that. You're destined. You might have noticed a change in your neighborhood lately. Yep. Sprint stores are now T-Mobile stores. Now that Sprint is T-Mobile, you get more coverage, value and benefits than ever before. We've invested billions to bring our 5G from big cities to small towns across America. And great coverage is just the start. From high-speed mobile hotspot data to weekly deals and giveaways, our customers get tons of great benefits. Head to your new T-Mobile store to learn more. Qualifying service and capable device required. Coverage not available in some areas. Some uses may require certain planner features. Ctmobile.com. Switching to Geico is a good idea, especially when you consider everything. First off, Geico makes it easy to switch. They have licensed agents available 24-7 online or over the phone. But if it's so easy, you might start thinking everything is easy, even big wave surfing. And it's not. It's actually quite difficult. 
Well, if you switch to GEICO, you could save hundreds on car insurance. And you could keep saving by bundling your motorcycle, boat, and RV, plus your home or renter's insurance. But saving money might lead you to make some questionable purchases, like a 20-foot feather boa. And do you know how hard it is to clean a 20-foot feather boa? Well, they do have an industry-leading mobile app you can use to pay your bill, file and manage a claim, or add a new driver. But when life gets a little easier, it makes you too confident. And you start calling everyone ace. And you're better than that. Well, GEICO has a 97% customer satisfaction rating and has been saving people money for 85 years. It's hard to beat that. But you're right. Switch to GEICO. It's obviously a good idea. For great things. I, I'm, I'm trying to, man. You know I'm, I'm, I'm trying to every day. about the wrestling thing. Yo, you, you, the video you record is still one of the best highlight videos I got. <laughs> yeah. I was like, because I, I hear, you, really, I hear you going, Yo, I was yeah. really impressed. Oh, yeah. I was really impressed because... I'm a huge wrestling fan. Now, I'm not going to mention the, the stuff yeah. I watch, but I'm a huge wrestling fan. And I remember when I was on your show, we we made a wager or something, and then you yeah. gave me tickets. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> a bet or whatever it was. Yeah. And then I was like, yo, I'm, I promise you I'm going to come through. I'm, I love being a man of my word. Yeah. So yes. not just to to actually see it because I'm a wrestling fan, but to show you support. Yeah, of course. And man. I was impressed to see you in action. Yeah. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> this guy's a totally different person <laughs> on the mic versus in the ring. He's kicking ass. Like, uh, dude, I, that day I clotheslined two guys, flipped over yeah. one, the choke slam another. I mean, I, I was it, entertained. It, it was, that's what, that's what it is. You have, if I made you feel that way, then I did my job. You understand what I'm mm-hmm. saying? Because I got the video. I, I got the video, and I and I watch it all the time. I'm like, damn, he was at he was sitting at the right time, yeah. at the right moment, and I can hear you going, uh, yeah, yeah. get him, <laughs> uh, wow. That was like, oh, he you enjoyed it. Yeah, you know what man. I'm saying? Yeah. Because you have to. You know, I mean, I became a wrestler at the age of 45. Uh-huh. I was I was coming in when guys that age were going away. Yeah. You know, and I did it because I, I it was a promise made for my father. You know, if anybody don't know, my, I'm a second generation a second generation wrestler, and my father had three boys, one girl. He always wished that one of us would do it, and then it, it came as a as a, as a fluke. It was a fluke. I had a, a, a wrestler on my show, Frankie Flo. Thank you so much. Came on my show. He was talking. He did the research on my dad. He was like. Yo, your dad was one of the old school legends of mm-hmm. New York. And I was like, yeah. He goes, how come you never became a wrestler? I was like, well, you know what? When my dad, when we were still young, my mom and my dad were divorced. So he was like, I'm not going to wrestle every weekend because now I have to see my children every two weeks. So he would take off a week, wrestle a week. But when we lived with him, it was like almost every weekend he was wrestling. So we did a, what was called a, 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 a tribute match, you know, that, that the guys came on the show, insulted my dad, mm-hmm. talked shit about me and everything. They gave me a tag team partner. We had the match. We beat like him. Like promos? That was yeah. Okay, like, okay. I, like, they were like, They're oh, building the match. yeah, your dad right. is a piece of crap. Let's make it personal. Yeah. So we can make it even well, more Yeah, exciting. come in the ring if you think yeah. you're as bad as your dad or whatever. And I was like, okay, great. And we did it. But I caught what they call in wrestling, in the wrestling world, a bu- the bug. I sure. caught it, which means it's like, once you got in that ring, you wanted to do it more. Oh, okay. so because I remember when I did the first wrestling match, I sold at least eighty tickets, and people came and from Jersey, from all my family was mm. there, and I caught that bug, and I was like, I can do this, yeah. you know. So I started training, training more, and training more. Had a match here, had a match there, then I became 
tag team champions with Lou Nova, my, which is the guy you saw me mm-hmm. tag with, who taught me so. I love him to death. He was like one of my number one guys when I had my surgeries at the hospital, at my home, making sure I was good. And, you know, I started wrestling, started training, going in with him. You saw mm-hmm. how we did everything. And you know me, I promote. I'm, 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 yeah. I'm a media whore. Yeah. I'll say it to anybody. Yeah. If you, you don't go out there and promote yourself and, and, and do it right, ain't nobody going to do it for I you. I see you on Instagram with the TikTok shit. Oh, um, yeah. I had to do that. We'll get to that, too. <laughs> and what happened was, um, I, of course, I got sick and everything. Then I was like, damn, am I going to be able to get back in the ring? Am yeah. I going to be able to do what I love? So as you see on the picture, that persona came. Mm. That The reason why I chose the, the Boricua Punisher mask and everything was because if you... If anybody who's a comic fan, okay, knows the, the history of the original Punisher, who was a cop, family got killed, he was going insane, so he went out and told showed everybody who he was. Mm-hmm. I took that to myself where, you know what, a lot of people, because a lot of companies gave up on me. A lot of companies gave up on me. So I was like, you know what, I'm going to come back different. I'm coming back to take somebody's head out. So that's when that character was born. I still use my father's name, which is a Chato Boricua Jr., mm. but I changed the outlook of what I had. I became a darker type guy, not a bad guy, but a darker anti-hero. Oh. And it caught on. It caught on. It caught on. Okay. And people were noticing and they were like, wait a minute, he got something special. And sure enough, ACW and, and Ace uh, American Championship Entertainment, another company that said, we're going to start your comeback. And they actually used my real story. They mm-hmm. said, you know, you were sick, you were going to die and everything. And they used it not to like catch attention, but to tell a story. Yeah. And the story was, if you go through the darkest times of your life, because I tell you discipline, there was, I, I, I tell you a story that happened in the hospital and, I, and excuse me if I get emotional about it. Um, the, I think it was like the f- fourth time I was in the hospital. My mother came to see me. Uh, my cousin was there. My, my ex-girlfriend, Margie, was there. Um, we were all talking. My mother's sitting on this side of the bed. I'm in, like, in and out because mm-hmm. I got morphine in me or whatever. And I hear my mother's a very, very uh, prideful woman. Like, she, like you, we're Caribbean mothers, yeah, Caribbean mothers, they won't show you when no. they're sweating. Mm-hmm. They'll act strong. My mom is front, like Yeah, sure. Thing. Like, you know, they tell you, like, you're going to be okay. Mm-hmm. Everything's going to be fine. You know, just... Don't nag about it. Be brave. You're going to get out of this. But meanwhile, they'll go in another room. They'll start crying because you and I are sick. So I can hear my mother praying and talking to my father. She's Mm. telling me, talking to my father. She's telling him, uh, Tito, that's what they used to call my father. Tito, Mm. don't take my son. You know, you're already, you got, you're in heaven already. Don't take my son. So I'm like, and I'm trying to talk to her like, mom, don't say that. So everything goes fine. They leave. I don't know what happened. Um, all I know is my body temperature went up to 104 degrees mm. and they were scared that if I hit, if a human being hits 108, okay. their body starts to shut down. The brain starts to melt. That's what they say. You start going brain dead coma, whatever. So I got nurses coming in, putting ice packs on me, all this thing on me. And I can't, I can hear everything. I can, I can't see anything because my eyes are closed, but I can hear the commotion and I'm sweating, dude. I'm, I'm losing weight like crazy right there in the bed. Mm. And the nurse grabs my hand. You know, you know, I know you've worked in the medical field Mm -hmm. where two for yes, one for no, two for yes, one for no. 
Mr. Grasso, can you hear me? Yes. Can are you in pain? Yes. Can you move? No. And I'm I'm like I, I gave up. Mm-hmm. I totally gave up. And this is no, ladies and gentlemen, this is not, uh, I'm not making this up. You could write a movie about this. I don't know if there (laughs) is a heaven, but all I know is that I said to myself, okay, my paperwork is done. Mm -hmm. My life insurance is good. Mm -hmm. My kids will be taken care of. All I said, God, just make sure that it goes smooth. Mm -hmm. I want to make sure they're good, that they're smooth. I hear a voice in my ear. You're not going nowhere. Get up and fight. You're my fucking son. Yeah. You're fighting this. And I'm and I knew and then I said, wait a minute, that's my father. And that comes back to when I said it earlier about you're destined for something. I I, I don't know what it is, but you know I know it's saying? something out there, you know? Yeah. And he's and that can he and it's like I can tell you, it was like yesterday. Fight. You you you're my fucking son. You're not going nowhere. Mm-hmm. Your mother told me to get you. Fight, fight, fight. So I'm like, Dad, I'm tired. Yeah. I, that's all I kept saying. Dad, I'm tired. I'm tired. I don't know if I'm going to make it. Mm. And he was like, go to sleep. So I fell asleep. Ladies and gentlemen, I wake up the next day, two o'clock in the afternoon. Mm. All my clothes were changed. Dude, because I was soaking wet. I don't know what they did. I wake up. My tag team partner's coming in the room. And he's like, what's going on? Mm -hmm. And the doctor, you know, they were like, can we tell him? I said, yeah, he's like my brother. So they they told him what's going on. So he stood there, took pictures with me and everything. And I didn't put nothing up on social media. I didn't say anything because you you and I both know what it is that some people don't want to see your success. You understand what I'm saying? So we didn't put nothing up. He did. He went out there and said, I need prayers and everything. My brother, my tag team partner, his kidneys are not doing well. I need prayers. Dude, the outcome was incredible. The outcome. The outcome was incredible where I had wrestlers flying in from Puerto Rico mm. that very same day. That very same day. I had a 600-pound guy who I wrestled, Vince Steele, who I love to death. He's like my little brother, calling me. Uh, you're not going anywhere. We, I need you. Yeah. I need you in my life and everything. And the, the support, the, they did. Uh, we did a GoFundMe you know, and help me out with some stuff. And it was incredible. It was, the outcome was incredible. And that's where, you know, you, you tally up the story of when you do good for people mm-hmm. and eventually somewhere down the line is going to come back to you. Once all that happened, the doors, the floodgates opened. Mm-hmm. The show came back on, the wrestling came back. Now I'm DJing on, you know, I have a SoundCloud page. I'm, I'm going to shout it out. It's mm-hmm. the, uh, DJ LG is D-E-E-J-A-Y-L-G. I got over 400 mixes on there. Everything was done for free because I like to put it out there. Mm-hmm. Um, the show got, you know, it's doing well, the wrestling and everything. And now the doors are opening for more stuff because God willing, keeping mm-hmm. my uh, fingers crossed, if all goes well by this week, I'll find out if two of my mix albums are going to be released on 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 Amazon, iTunes, Spotify. A childhood friend of mine who's worked with it's gonna, it's gonna happen. I, I'm, I'm praying put it that, does. I'm praying put, it does. Put that out there. Oh yeah, manifest it. Yeah, manifest it. I don't want to promote it yet happen. because I'm still waiting for what's called a QRC approval. Okay. Because since I'm a DJ, I'm not putting out original stuff. 
Uh-huh. I'm remixing everything. Okay. I mean, like, you'll never hear a plain version of a plain song on my mixes. I do everything remix. So a childhood friend of mine who owned uh, MediaFamous.com, he worked with Big Pun, KRS. You name it, he's done it. Mm. He has a studio just like this, created beats for the best of them. Mm. Came up to me and he listens to my mixes and he says, dude, why are you doing this for free? Mm. And I'm like, well, you know, I don't, I don't have that connection. And he goes, what are you talking about? We've been friends for over 30 years. I told you you could have came to me for anything. Blah, 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 blah. He put me on his, on his website, showed me the inside of the music world, what you could do and what you can't do. And I came up with two albums. One is uh, um, Brooklyn, Where You At? Dance Hall Mix. And the other one is called A Boricua House Party. And um, I put it together. It took days to get it the way I wanted well, Let me it. tell you something. I'm sorry to cut you off. I'm a manifesting king. Yeah. So that also means that when I'm in your presence, no matter I'm, I'm your, your man, your co-partner, uh, colleague, whatever it is, you come to my show, you're going to be blessed. Thank you. And I appreciate that, man. I really do. So January 31st, if it all comes out and the QC and the QRC's codes are approved, two albums will be dropped 2021. And um, he showed me this research of the type of music where it's, where it's being played the most in the world and mm-hmm. how much it earned. So I'm waiting on that. And then of course, um, the TikTok videos. Yeah. <laughs> I love Yo, doing it. I, I love see, doing it. See it. I'm like, what the fuck? And you, you, you are entertaining. <laughs> I'm, I say to myself, what the fuck? And then I'm like, yo, this is funny. I have I to do it. I you, can't lie. You know what it is? Being a comedian, we go to clubs. There's no clubs open. Yeah. You know, especially with COVID and everything, you can't bring the comedy to the, the comedy club. So what I came up with an idea and a lot of comedians are doing it, starting to do it now, you know, um, if I can't bring it to the clubs, let me bring it to the people. Mm-hmm. So I do these skits, no matter what it is about. I do these skits and everything. And it's to make people forget about what's going on for a few seconds. You know, the most, the longest you can do on TikTok is a minute. Yeah. So what I do is I try to put something in a minute where you're going to be like, you said, oh shit, this motherfucker. Mm-hmm. Look, look, look what he's doing now, you know? I always say that to myself. I see it on my newsfeed, this motherfucker. <laughs> and then I'm over here like, this shit's funny though. Let me, hold up. <laughs> and I do it because it brings laughter. It, see, believe it or not, laughter is the best medicine. It yeah. is the best medicine. No matter how depressed, how pissed off you are, what are you going through in life? Laughter will always Take away the pain for a few minutes. And I started doing it. And I started doing it every day, every day. I slowed down a little bit, but- Laughter and orgasms. Oh, God. Let me tell you something, dude. (laughs) You got to be surprised of the offers that that I've been receiving online from some of these women. And I'm like, nah, I'm good. Mm. I'm good. But um, it's to make people laugh, you know, because I know what it is to be in a dark place. I know what it is to think like- you're going to give up. Everything's going to go. But when you start seeing that support from people that you didn't even expect you were going to get it from, it builds up more of a proudness in your, in your body mm-hmm. where you say, hey, I, I'm doing something right. You know, I'm doing something right because 
this person reached out. I mean, I get messages, dude. I was in the hospital with COVID. I, I'm going to give you a story. A referee who was dear to me. He was very dear to me, who's been in a lot of my matches. He was actually at the referee at the match that you was at. Yeah. He 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 um had a bad encounter with COVID. Oh. He was in the hospital for about two months. And we started a campaign, because his name is Alfred, and we started a campaign called Breathe Al. Breathe. And all the wrestlers, everybody said, well, we, we put it out there. He, like you, he calls me up. He says, you are the only person, you were the first person, actually, that called me when I was in the hospital. And I told him, you mean, I said, you mean the world to me. I mean, I'm not going to do that. He goes, I watch your videos mm-hmm. every time you go up. I got my mask on and I'm going, breathing through oxygen and I'm fucking dying. Mm-hmm. And the nurses started catching on. What are you? What are you laughing at? He was like, "My boy, look at this." <laughs> and they started. And then, you know, I'm starting getting more followers and everything. And I'm like, "I'm doing something right." Mm-hmm. And he started showing it to other patients. I'm like, "Al, you see?" He goes, "Ralph, I'm in a room with four other people. We're all suffering from COVID, mm-hmm. and here you are making us all laugh because they're listening to you on my phone." So it, you know, it, it to me, it's it's my personal achievement that I got to make people laugh yeah. and, and, and do what I do because, you know, and influence people like you, you're, 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 to me, honestly, you're one of my success stories. You know, you, here you are. When, and I told you, that, yo. when you did your first book, I told you, I say, I know there's more chapters coming. You know what I'm saying? There's more chapters coming. When I mean, you were on my show, we, you, I, you, you blessed me on the show. I, you I said, have, I'll you, never forget. You said, this kid mm-hmm. is going places. Exactly. He's going far. Exactly. And, and you, that was before, like, I was just coming out with my website. Yeah. I didn't even, I didn't even drop any books out yet. No. It was, it was like 2016, the first time I was on the because, show. Because, dude, what you do, there's a world for that. Like, there's a world for what I do. Yeah. If you're, if you're good at what you do, you got to show it out there. Because, you know, when I used to do comedy shows and comedy contests or whatever, oh, you lost or whatever. No, because you may have given him the trophy, but that guy sitting in the audience saw something and says, why did he win when yeah. he should have won? Yeah. You know, I'm going to book that guy. Yeah. And that opens up another door. It ain't who you're trying to impress. It's who watches you. Yeah. That's the main thing. Time on stage time in the ring is more valuable than anything else. I can give you $1,000 per show, but if they don't see you, who they're going to know who discipline is. You're right. You understand what I'm yeah. saying? My father always used to say, I don't care if you're a billionaire, but if you ain't got credit, you ain't shit. Mm-hmm. You can have all the money in the world, but you ain't got credit. Sooner or later, that money's going to run out. Yeah. You need that credit. Yeah. You might have noticed a change in your neighborhood lately. Yep, Sprint stores are now T-Mobile stores. Now that Sprint is T-Mobile, you get more coverage, value, and benefits than ever before. We've invested billions to bring our 5G from big cities to small towns across America. And great coverage is just the start. From high-speed mobile hotspot data to weekly deals and giveaways, our customers get tons of great benefits. Head to your new T-Mobile store to learn more. Qualifying service and capable device required. Coverage not available in some areas. Some uses may require certain plan or features. See T-Mobile.com. You might have noticed a change in your neighborhood lately. Yep, Sprint stores are now T-Mobile stores. Now that Sprint is T-Mobile, you get more coverage, value, and benefits than ever before. We've invested billions to bring our 5G from big cities to small towns across America. And great coverage is just the start. From high-speed mobile hotspot data to weekly deals and giveaways, our customers get tons of great benefits. Head to your new T-Mobile store to learn more. 
Qualifying service and capable device required. Coverage not available in some areas. Some uses may require certain plan or features. Ctmobile.com. You know, what's the purpose of doing it if you ain't got that credit? Yeah. And that's the way it is in show business. Listen, when I go on stage, you know, countless shows I did for free. Countless. But I've walked out and, 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 because I got a, I got a, a tradition where I get to the show early. Mm-hmm. I'll have my screwdriver, one per show. Mm-hmm. After the show, I stay outside and I hear what they sing. Mm. And I've gotten where, what are you doing next weekend? Um, nothing. He goes, well, I got, a, I got a room over here. I would love for you to come on the show. I'll pay you. Well, sure. So that free one's going to get me a double shot somewhere else. You know? And it, and it, and it does that. But with COVID. I've always was- thought. I've always thought that same way when I was modeling and I was paying for my gigs before I found the agent and I was getting paid, I was traveling expenses, hotels, paying for my own shit. Mm -hmm. You got to crawl before you can walk, walk before you can fly. I always thought to myself, even though I'm paying, I'm not losing money. It's an investment because I'm going to meet somebody that like I got the agent. Mm -hmm. I'm going to, something's going to happen for me eventually. Yeah. You know, and that's the thing with the new generation. I I know I'm still kind of young. I'm 34 now, (laughs) but like the new generation, they're like, they want shit fast. Yeah. They don't believe in that. Like, especially those social media models. I know I'm jumping off topic. No, no. They're like, they're like, Oh, you know, pay me this, pay me that. Like I didn't pay the models that were in my book cover. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? But they, they, we both, we both knew what it was. Yeah. You know, it was a mutual thing. I had them sign contracts yeah. and all that. But it's like, for them, it's like they understood that, yo, this is exposure. This is a chance for me to get um network or whatever it is. New generation doesn't uh, think this way. No. You know no, what I'm saying? Oh, I'm an Instagram no. model. I look good. Yo, I want five racks. What? Yeah. Relax. This is, this is the way, <laughs> this is what I say. <clears throat> what I say is this. You got all, you, you got a lot of good talent out there. Not gonna say you don't. Absolutely. You have a lot of good talent out there. Um, being in the entertainment field, you have to watch what other genres are doing because you want to see what's the next hot thing coming up. These guys that you see now are not gonna last because they'll put the same beat on and you're just saying the same gibberish but in different ways. Mm-hmm. Now, some of them took that opportunity and said, I'm going to open up a business. Mm. I'm going to use this to open up. Yeah, I know I'm not going to be a rapper forever, but I can be a producer. Mm-hmm. I could be an entrepreneur. Mm-hmm. You see Hustle. Yeah. Look at what he accomplished. Was he the greatest rapper of all time? No. Mm-hmm. But the man put out his music and took that and said, now I'm going to mm-hmm. give back to my community. Yeah. I'm going to do this. Rest in peace. Yeah. You know? And- other artists do that, yeah. you know? I never looked at N- Nipsey as a rapper. No. I looked at him as, as a, a businessman. I, I, I looked at him as a hustler. A hustler. I looked at him as an entrepreneur. But, but he started with the music. Yes. It helped, and that opened yes. up a lot. It's like you and, said. And he wasn't just that. He was very conscious. Yes. He was about mastering your energy. Exactly. And this is that elevation. These new and, guys and won't do that. These new guys yeah. will be like, come on, man. You're giving a contract yeah. for, let's say, $20 million. You put out two albums. Why are you going to go back and not do something with it? Mm -hmm. You're just going to go back and show your hood. Yo, I got myself a new ride. I got myself Mm -hmm. the Benz. I got Mm -hmm. myself the Phantom or whatever. Okay, now you ain't making no more. Now you got to sell that Phantom. Why don't you open up a dealership and sell those Phantoms? Mm -hmm. 
Why don't you take that and and you know what? Let me invest in a clothing line. Mm. Fashion changes all the time. You and I both know that. Mm-hmm. You know, you being a model, how many times you be you've done um, uh, you've modeled one set of clothes. The next week, it's already old school. You got a new set of yep. clothes. You understand yes. what I'm saying? Yes. So you got to keep it open out there. Yeah. You know, that's why like now people are like, hey, he's 50 years old and he's doing this, he's doing that. And I'm like, yeah, because I, I go over what's hot. Mm-hmm. You understand what I'm saying? You got to be have, and if you don't have an open mind in the entertainment field, mm-hmm. this is not for you. Because yeah. you have to be willing to look at everything. Like you said, you started with one book. Yeah. Where you at now? Seven. Okay. What are you doing now? Podcasting. <laughs> what are you, you know what I'm saying? Look, and I've seen your, I've seen your numbers. Mm-hmm. I see, I don't think I, you know, just because I don't go out there, yo, discipline you. I see. I'm like, ah, oh, look at him go. Look at him go. Look at the views. Look I at the sales. He's doing it. his thing. Appreciate it. You know, because you took the opportunity and say, okay. It's all the fans. Right. Mm-hmm. And because if, if you give people what they like, mm-hmm. they're going to be, oh shit, this is interesting. I want to see you. I, I always, I always, I give this advice to anybody who, who, who's doing anything like this. You got Raw and Ready, and you got your show, mm-hmm. right? Let's, and we're going to talk about that, because that okay. was my next question. Right. So you got Raw and Ready, you got your show. Now, it is, it's not a competition thing. It's always like, what, who you know, it, with any show, you could be in the same studio, you could be in different studios. You got to do something where people be like, those are both good shows, Yeah, but I want to see what he's doing. Word. That's why tonight, ladies and gentlemen, it's discipline therapy is raw and ready. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> and, and you want to know what he's doing. Yeah. We could talk about the same thing. Mm-hmm. But I, I, I want to be like, yeah, discipline's funny. Raphael's funny. Well, who, who's this guy? Yeah. I want to know what he's doing now because that guy is saying, now I know what to bring the attention in. Mm-hmm. I'll talk, listen, I don't give a fuck. Mm-hmm. I talk about, and I talk about handicaps, blacks, Whites, fat, gay, straight, whatever. Mm-hmm. I hold nothing back. Mm-hmm. I hold nothing back. And the reason why is that because if you're out there, you tell it like it is. Mm-hmm. I don't, let, let, let me get one thing straight. I talk about people, but I don't bully. Yeah. I don't bully. I speak the facts. I got characters on my show that people will be like, oh my God, how can he say that? But listen to what he's saying. Mm-hmm. I have a character called Special Eddie. Mm-hmm. He's a special needs character. Mm-hmm. I'm not making fun of a special needs person. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm acting as a special needs person that's looking at all the dumb shit that normal people are doing. Mm-hmm. And he criticizes them. That he calls them retarded. Mm. And you're like, wait a minute. He's not saying, oh, I can't do this. I can't do that. Mm-hmm. I'll be up there and I'll do an entertainment thing. I, had a, I got characters on my show called the Rednecks. Mm. And we used to do it without video. People actually thought I had two rednecks from Tennessee talking shit about blacks and Puerto Ricans. And it was two, it was a Puerto Rican and a Colombian talking shit. <laughs> we were talking about how they did stupid things. Who's That's- your wife? My cousin. <laughs> That's one of the things I loved about your show. Not to this, all the other uh, platforms I've been on or radio shows, shout out to them also. But I love your show uh, immensely because of that. Like, it's like, I would okay. When you go on your show, you could be yourself. Yes, that's what I love. 
Yes. When I go on these other shows, they're like, don't curse. We're going to be live. Fuck we're going to do this. We're going to do And I respect their platform because it's their platform. Mm-hmm. But it's like when I come on your show, it's like, yo, could I say dick? Yeah. Could I talk about yeah. uh, butt plugs and yeah. anal beads and Go BDSM ahead. and shit like that and say nigga? And yeah. All that? Yeah, Dude, do listen, it. All right, listen. cool. I'm going to try to break it down right now. You got two niggas sitting here right now in yeah. front of you right now. At the, listen, I, <laughs> black is beautiful, tan is grand, but white is the color of the big boss man. Mm. I'm keeping it as real as I can keep mm, it. Hard. I'm gonna I, listen. I'll. I tell. I got plenty of black guys. Like, yo, you use my nigga. Mm. Be like, yo, you my nigga. Yeah. But I'll never do it in a disrespectful way. Yeah. If we have a disagreement, I'm not gonna say, "Oh, you fucking nigga." I'm not doing that. Mm-hmm. I'll be like, "Yo, you're an asshole." Mm-hmm. You know, whatever. But I'll go out there. Why not? Why not? Who is Ice Cube to tell me I can't use the word nigga? When you listen to his music, he's talking worse than that. Yeah, you, I shoot a nigga in the fucking head, fuck a bitch in the ass, make a come in the face, ah, NWA. Mm-hmm. But I can't say that. Why? Why can't I say? It? I'm using it in a funny way. Mm-hmm. You know, comedy now is hard because everybody's sensitive. Yeah. Oh, he's talking about gay people. Oh, he's talking about black people. Uh, fuck that. Yeah. If you could take a dick in the ass, you could take a yeah. joke. That's, That's one of the things it. I say in the introduction. Sensor-free, sensitive-free. Yeah. Because the discipline therapy is pretty much predicated off, the show's predicated off tough love. Yeah. We we say things that a lot of people don't like. Nope. So it's like, if you're sensitive, don't tune in. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Listen, I'll tell you like and this. If you what, a lesbian, you like eating that pussy, do it. You gay, you like taking it on the ass, do it. Mm. You're Puerto Rican, you like fucking white girls, do it. You're mm. black guy, fucking white girls, do it. Mm. I don't give a shit. Mm. People, listen, don't think because comedians get a lot of flack for saying the truth. Dave Chappelle's in it and yeah. his last things. Yeah. He said it correctly. He's my favorite comedian. If you, if you listen, he goes, wait a minute. Now I'm a transgender because I feel I should have been a woman. Mm-hmm. And people are like, that's not funny. Yes, it is. Mm. Here you are, this big bulky guy walking around saying, oh, I wish I was Kim Kardashian. You know what I'm saying? What did he say? I'm a black man. Wouldn't it be funny if I thought I was Chinese? Yeah. Oh, look at me now. You you can't get more raw than that. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Listen, I make fun of anybody. And some of the stuff that I talk about is the truth. And that's the thing with you. You wear so many different hats. I forget that's what you do as well. Like, you're also a comedian. Yeah. You're a DJ. You do this, you do that. So talk about your show a little bit. What, um, when is it? Uh, when, when people, people could tune in. Oh, you in. can watch me every Wednesday night, live at 7 p.m. on the LDM Network. Big shout out to Mr. Charles Aloma, who put that together. Um, been doing it for 13 years. The show is called The R&R Show, which means raw and ready. Mm-hmm. And um, we talk about everything. I mean, I've... Cri- Listen, two weeks ago, I did a segment about crippled karate fighters. And people were like, oh, he's making it up. I said, ladies and gentlemen, there's a movie out there called Crippled Masters. Mm-hmm. Guy has one stub in one arm and the other guy got no legs. And they're fighting kung fu in this movie. And while I'm doing the show... Charles found it mm. and put the poster up. He goes, he's not lying. It's out there. And two weeks later, dude, I watched that movie. 
I'm a big old classic kung fu fan. I didn't know that they had this. Yeah, they got. And I talk about anything. We have we we talk about sex. We talk about relationships. We talk about. Um, I I try to stay away from the politics. Yeah, because everybody's doing that. Yeah. Um, and and I I I, I stay away from religion. Look at it like this: I don't give a fuck if you worship a rock. Yeah. I don't give a shit shit if you if you worship a snail. Mm-hmm. I don't care what you worship. Mm-hmm. If that gives you a better life and a better feeling about yourself, go do it. Mm-hmm. Just don't put it on me. Yeah. You know, don't think that everybody's like, oh, all Muslims are bad. No. Radicals are bad. It don't matter what religion you're in. It's a radical. You got plenty of Christians, plenty of Catholics, Lutherans, Muslims, Hinduism, whatever you worship, that you, every every single religion has a radical. Mm. So I make fun of the radicals, but people think I'm making fun of the religion. Mm. And I'm like, no, listen to what I'm saying. That my dad used to say this all the time, and, and I know, and I hope you use this in your life. You hear me, but you're not listening. You dig what I'm saying? Yeah. All you hearing is Muslim, terrorist, that. Yeah. You're not listening to all Muslims are good. It's the Muslim terrorists we're talking about. Mm-hmm. You dig what I'm saying now? Mm-hmm. So when I talk about Muslims or Chinese and this and that, I'm not talking about the race. I'm talking about a particular incident with a particular person who happens to be a Muslim, who happens to be a Chinese, who happens to be Puerto Ricans, who happens to be white, mm. you know? I love my Dominicans. Mm-hmm. I love my Haitians too. I work with plenty of them. But mm-hmm. these motherfuckers that I work with were crazy. <laughs> they used to catch. Let me tell you a true story. We worked in a huge four floor warehouse. Here we go. <laughs> these fucking Haitians, man, used to catch the pigeons in the warehouse and make soup with this shit. <laughs> really? I swear to God. They used to talk to each other in Creole and everything. And I'm looking at them. I'm like, the only, learned, the only word they ever taught me in Creole was vale caca. That's it. I said, talking, talking, talking shit. shit. So yeah. he goes, Rafi, when the Haitian starts going like this, tell them vale caca. He goes, shut up. <laughs> so that's all I learned. So they used to, I mean, they used to catch them. And I'm like, what is that smell? They had their own little thing in the, in the upstairs for. Mm. And I was like, I want to try this shit. It was delicious. <laughs> it was, I, I had New York City fucking pigeon soup. It was delicious, man. I had a feast with them and I'm like, oh shit. And then I, I told her talking about it on the show. You're making fun of Haitians. No, I'm mm-hmm. talking about what they did in my, like they would have contests mm-hmm. to see who catches the most. <laughs> These motherfuckers used to bring in <laughs> breadcrumbs and traps and all this shit. And I'm watching them. And it's like watching a National Geographic show. <laughs> you know? And I'm like, today we're going to catch us some fat pigeons. Look, the hunter is ready to go. And motherfuckers over here there. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, what the hell are you doing? No, we're going to have that for to lunch. So, so they, would collect, they would collect these pigeons. And they cleaned them up. They seasoned them. They, I had it fried. I had them sauteed. I had them baked. And I had it in soup. Delicious. I didn't know these fucking pigeons that you see like this in New York all the time doing this. They got, them motherfuckers were scrumptious, man. I mean, I wouldn't do it personally, do the whole killing. But they were scrumptious. Like, mm. they was, yo, this is what I'm telling you. There was a time in my life that I used to 
be in the street, take a train ride or something. I see this big fat pigeon, and I would look at it and be like, that motherfucker would have been good with some white rice or something, man. Before before you had it? Yeah, after after oh, I, after, after I had it, yeah. I was like, hmm, that pigeon looks yep. man with some honey mustard on that motherfucker, bro. And I used to be like, and people, oh, you're talking about no, I'm not talking about Haitians. I'm talking about what I experienced yeah, yeah. with with Haitians, yeah. you know. And it was fun. They were they were run the the nicest people I've ever had. You know, every every listen, every race has a ghetto. Mm-hmm. Every race has a racist. Every race have their good and their bad. Yeah. I just happen to have that type of luck where I meet some crazies. Mm. You know, same thing with my Dominicans. You know, I fucking we used to deliver water together. Motherfucker had a portable hookah in his fucking pocket. Every time we go deliver fucking water, he was like, we're going to do this today, okay? And I'm like, come on. Yeah. And I had my Puerto Ricans. Half of them were on cocaine. Mm -hmm. Yo, I could could deliver seven bottles of this upstairs to the sixth floor. How the hell are you going to do that? Watch this. And they fucking go and they do it. I've seen it all, man. I've seen it all. And I, I, and, and, and people be like, oh, you know, you're talking. No, man. Hear me. You hear me, but you're not listening. Yes. Listen to the moral of the story. Yes. It's all funny shit. Listen, I used to get high. That, that's the thing, too. No, no, I, no. I used to get high, and my brother didn't get high, but he used to play tricks on me. Mm. I remember one time I was so fucking wasted on weed. At that time, Forrest Gump was on TV, <laughs> right? And... Back then, I don't, they don't really do it now because now they got their own channels. But back then, in order to watch an English movie in with Spanish dubbing, yes. you had to press the sat button, uh, which is a Spanish analog, whatever yeah. it was. So my brother played a trick on me. I went out. I went to the kitchen to get some. I was stoned as shit. I went to get some munchies. I come back. And I'm he didn't tell me he hit the button. Mm. So now my mind's all fucked up because I'm watching Forrest Gump going, Chocolates. I was like, what the <laughs> fuck is this? It fucked me up. And he was like, I hit the button. He mm. played tricks on me. So people were like, oh, you're talking about taking drugs. No, I'm talking about a funny experience about what happened when I did take drugs. Mm. You know, listen, everybody tries something once in their life. All right. Right now, weed is like cigarettes now. Back mm. when I was growing up and before that, oh, you, oh, he's a pothead. Mm-hmm. You, you can't talk to him. His brain is all fucked up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But then crack came out. Everybody said the same thing about crack. Heroin. And now you got these these pills and and all this shit. Everybody's talking about taking uh, 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 rupees and and all this other shit. They take all this shit, but they won't take the vaccine. Come on now, <laughs> come on now. You're putting everything else in your fucking body. I seen a I seen a fucking dope head take a bottle of water and and I said why are you why are you using that? He goes, I'm not putting sewer water in my veins. I'm like, well, you put it, you're putting heroin in there, man. Come on, it's it's. People, mm. you, got to, you got to take that. You got to take the bad and, and put it out there. I mean, I yeah. could, t- man, I could, oh man, we could go on for hours. Man. I, I love, could. I love, I love your show. Thank you. You know what I'm saying? Because of that. You know what I'm saying? I'm, and I'm very proud of you. Thank you. And I'm, Thank I'm you. happy that Thank you're you. still doing it. I, I, listen, you I'm going to, I realized when I retired for a year and a half, I, man, I didn't know what to do. Mm. I, 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 I went on other ventures and I'm grateful that I got to do that. But the r show was my baby. The r show is what got me to all where I'm at now. Mm. So when I was doing it, when I, when I retired, dude, Thursday nights, I was like, okay, so what do I do now? Mm. You know, I'm like, I, d- d- during this time, I'm at the studio making people laugh mm. or I'm talking shit about somebody or whatever. And 
I said, no, you know what? Take some time off. Do what I do. But then I started seeing all these other shows popping up. You know, not yours. Because I know you just started. Yeah. But I see all these other shows popping up. I started seeing where they're trying to be raw and ready. Mm. You dig what I'm saying? Mm. And I was like, Ugh, you know, that's not the way we cook it. You know mm. what I'm saying? Don't, don't, don't say this. And I was like, nah, I can't. I can't. I'm not saying I'm the greatest of all time, but I'm one of the best. Mm-hmm. And when I started seeing these shows mimicking what I did without giving me credit. the credit for it, mm-hmm. you know, Karma and you, like I said, were the only ones that put me on their show. And I see all these people doing, like I had a segment called Sexual Healings mm-hmm. where we had people calling in or sending us questions about relationships or sex positions or whatever. Mm-hmm. And then, I'm seeing other people saying, oh, this is the love hour. And I'm like, wait a second. Mm. I said, nah, nah yeah, yeah, wait, what you, nah, <laughs> nah, 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 nah. I said, I couldn't go back there. So then one day, somebody hit me in the ass and said, go back and take your throne back, man. You know, they, they, enough is enough. Mm. It was like, you know, they killed Mufasa, but Simba came back. You yeah. know what I'm saying? So yeah. when I came back onto the show and I started doing the show again on the same time slots of theirs, those shows ain't around no more, mm. you know? And then I'm not trying to be cocky. I'm not trying to say I'm the best. You know, there's always going to be another Raphael G coming from behind mm-hmm. sooner or later. But it goes to show you made an impact somewhere. Yeah. You did something where they either say, if I put him on my show, he's going to take away my limelight. Uh, or if I put him on my show, he's, he's going to draw my crowd to them because they're going to be like, but where was that guy you had last week, you know? And that's the way you're doing it. You, the way you did it where people were like, wow, he does this and he wrote a book and he did that. And I told you, I said, you got it. Yeah. You got to go out there and grab it because it's like I tell everybody, it's better to try the best you can mm-hmm. and fail mm-hmm. than not trying at all when you could have succeeded. Mm-hmm. You see what I'm trying to say there, right? People out there, there's so many talents. I see guys on the train and I talk to other people and I see these guys doing so much things. And I'm like, dude, go out there and do something. Do something. At least, oh, but who's going to, you never know who's going to watch you. You never know. You never know. Somebody, you would be the next fucking phase. Mm-hmm. You know, there's a guy named uh, uh, Baker, uh, uh, Jason ba- Baker on, on TikTok. He does his own original material. His Hysterical. The kid is fucking talented. He's a comedian that started doing the same thing I did. Put it out there. Mm-hmm. People, and now he's getting booked all over the place, over a million followers. Yeah. People are, are sharing his stuff saying, somebody please give this guy his own yeah. TV show. And that's the thing about business. Like sometimes you got to throw samples out there for free. Yeah. So people get a taste. It's the same way drug dealers are, baby. Yeah. Comedy is like drug dealing. Yeah. This is the name of Listen, um. I got the yellow tops called WMD, WMD. Take a hit, take a hit. Come back. It's two yeah. for five. Yep, yep. And people be like, yo, this yep. WMD oh, is Oh, you good. like this shit? All right, uh, now, now the money. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah, Listen, yeah. Cat Williams said it best when he was doing that skit with the weed. Mm-hmm. He goes, what's that shit you gave me last thing? That shit right here, nigga? Yeah. That shit right This is death, nigga. Yeah, and yeah, that's, yeah. The way com- that's the way entertainment is. You bring out one thing, people like it. Now you be like, I'm going to show them this. I'm going to show It's the same thing. Like I said, I'm, I'm putting out the two albums up there. I'm praying that they get released on the 31st. 
but I have a third album in the closet. I'm not letting that baby go until these two come out. When those two come out and people get a taste of it, the third album is going to blow those two away mm. because I worked hard on that. I, I mean, doing the research, doing the remixes, doing this, doing that. And then with the TikToks and, and with the wrestling and, and with, the, with the Raw and Ready show, I go out there. I made so many impacts. With, I got people listening to me from Arizona, Florida, Georgia, um, That's what's up. PA. Um, I got an actual listener who listens to me. He watches the replays because in London, because the time difference, yeah. he doesn't catch it live. But he'll hit me up and say, uh, sir, I, you know, with his little accent, you're, you're funny. And, and, and what does this mean? And I'm mm-hmm. like, okay, I'm doing something. Mm-hmm. I'm doing something. Same thing with my mixes. I look at my stats. Ecuador, El Salvador, Mexico, um, the Netherlands. Mm-hmm. You know, I got an offer from the Netherlands to send music out to them. And I got paid for it. Mm-hmm. And all I did was mix music. And they sent me their commercials in their language. I put it into the mix and they played it on the radio station out there. And I got, a, I got paid pretty good for it. You know, and, 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 and and all it is, is opening up doorways, doorways. And my, my childhood friend, Domingo, um, like I said, mediafamous.com does a thing where he helps independents like us. Mm -hmm. You pay a a yearly fee of $10. That's all it is. And they help you distribute your stuff. And it's a hundred percent royalties go to you. You don't have that middleman. And I'm like, damn, but it's my stuff. I could do that. That's good. You understand what I'm saying? From podcasts to, to 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 music to you know videos whatever it is that you can do, they do it and they they help you out and that gave me a realization like okay fuckers I've been doing this since two thousand and six mm-hmm. y'all had your fun mm-hmm. now it's my turn I'm gonna show you how it's done you know just be yourself the secret of success in this is be yourself be be disciplined don't be served disciplined. Mm-hmm. There's a difference. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Be yourself. Be true. When people appreciate who you are, they'll be like, this motherfucker's wrong and ready. I want to, I want to, I want to stand. So I'm officially going to pop his collar. <laughs> that discipline is raw and ready. And not a lot of people get that. He knows appreciate that. that. Not a lot that. of people get that. But like I said, you know, I, listen, ladies and gentlemen, this <laughs> This boy knows, and I don't mean to call him a boy as a disrespect because I look at him as my little brother. This boy knows what we did on my show. A lot of people wouldn't even dare talk to And I had you and Miss Ethel. Mm-hmm. Shout out to Miss Ethel. Mm-hmm. Two of my best guests that I've ever had on the show. And when we got them together on the one show, mm-hmm. man. She was the female dominator. Yes. Yeah. And man, we had some fun. Yeah. Most Ooh. viewed. Um, on, on my so, show, yeah, yeah, yeah. it's the, the most popular yeah. episode of all time because we talked we, about a lot of shit that people are like anything. sensitive about, don't want to talk about, and know? all of them are in the closet. Mm-hmm. Don't you hate that shit? The same person tells you, "Oh, why are you talking about sucking dick on your show?" Meanwhile, she's swallowing golf balls through yeah. her holes. Yeah, you yeah. know, I hate that yeah. shit. Yeah. I hate the yeah. fucking hypocrites. Yeah. Or, or I don't want to say what groups, but there's women out there independent and strong. Yeah, they right. hate men, yeah, but they got right. a dominant man yeah, they, who's they got, telling they, them, they got a toy this, this big at home. That, do, 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 and yeah. they're like, yes, daddy. Come yeah. on, man. <laughs> I love when bitches tell me that. You can't tell me what to do. Yeah, right. <laughs> this is serious. 
Age comes with experience. That's all I'm going to say. I watched porn for a long time. Mm. I had it when it was on VHS cassette tapes. I learned everything through Vanessa Del Rio. Shout out to Vanessa. <laughs> Fuck that. I learned mad shit. But now you got it on an internet porn hub. Oh my God. I'm there at least twice a day <laughs> looking for material to use on the show and use on the ladies. Mm. But listen, you, 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 I'm telling you, there's a lot of, I caught one girl. I caught one guy. I didn't do anything with her, but I caught her. I, 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 I figured her out. She was like, oh, no, I'm this. And I would never do that. And I would never do this. And I would never do that. And she texted me a picture by accident. It was supposed to be somebody else. Because mm-hmm. she, she knows two Raphaels. Okay. She thought I was the other guy. And when I got that picture, I was like, oh, Miss mm. Goody Two-Shoes is a whore <laughs> undercover. <laughs> You're an undercover whore. She was like, what are you talking about? I said, you sent it to the wrong Ralph. Mm. And she looked at it. She was like, oh, please don't say nothing. Oh, you know, my job. And this stuff. So I'm not going to blow up your spot like that. Mm. But you do suck that dick. Don't say, you know, you're talking about you don't. Yeah, all right. And that's, that's the thing, because a lot of them don't want to seem too easy or they don't want to seem like you were saying hoes or whatever mm-hmm. it is but it's it's a fact nah. you know what I'm saying you have that teacher who's pristine and mm-hmm. you know whatever it is. love yourself yeah. my my thing is no matter what you do no matter what you like no matter who you do what religion whatever if it's if it, if, if that's what brings out the freak in you and you're happy do it mm. I'm a freak too I mean I'm not into what this motherfucker's into this motherfucker's talking about Throwing bitches from the swing and throwing them jumping. Listen, Listen I, I need you to bungee jump on this, babe. I, I need the yeah, you can play the feeble. And with parachutes <laughs> and everything. And I'm like, what are you doing? This is called the butt slap 6907. <laughs> and pow. You know what I'm saying? But listen, I'm a freak too. I do my own thing. Like sometimes I just put on my wrestling boots and a mask. That's mm. all I'm gonna say. <laughs> and I'll be like, babe, just lay down. I'm gonna give mm. you the, the the flying ball dropper, you know. But um, I I really enjoyed you coming here, man. Thank you. It's my pleasure. It's my pleasure. I really appreciate it. I'm happy with everything that's going on. Um, everything that you went through as far as your your hardships and everything like that, where you're headed. You know, the we we don't look back. The only time we look back is to see how far we've come. That's it. You know what I'm saying? And it's like I never would have thought it would have been like this. No, I had my own show, and I'm bringing you on. But I remember, remember when I first started this, I said, "Yo, you're gonna be a first guest." Uh, Yes, you did. Not not a first guest, but you're gonna be one of the guests. Yes, yes. And listen, I'm happy I'm here. And the the less the 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 I want to leave you with this. I want to leave the crowd with this. Set your goals. Don't have to be. Don't set them out too far. Set it one step at a time. Okay, in two years, I'm doing this. You get there. Now you set yourself another goal. Well, I got here. Let me set something else. Always chase your dreams. Mm-hmm. And when you get it, come up with another one and chase it. I am, I'll be 50 years old. I had three strikes against me growing up in New York. I'm young. I was young. I was a Puerto Rican. And I was a high school graduate. That's three things America can't Strikes. stand. Yep. I was not supposed to be at the age. I was not supposed to see 18. I was not supposed to have children. I was not supposed to do this. Not supposed to do that. I'm 50 years old. And everything they said that I couldn't do, I'd done. I, I say to myself, set yourself a goal. I want to look at Ralphie at 60. I want to catch up to him. Once I get up to him, 
I want to catch Ralphie at 70. Mm-hmm. You know, set yourself, no matter what it is, no matter what it is, it doesn't have to be materialistic. It doesn't have to be all about money. It's your own personal goal. What I've accomplished in my life, rather it brought me money or it didn't, rather it brought me fame or it didn't, nobody can say, can take away from me that I couldn't do what I wanted. My hero is my younger brother. 25 years in the military, retired, seven to eight to nine tours in Iraq mm. and Afghanistan, came back, five beautiful daughters, has a mansion in Georgia, great job, beautiful wife that was loyal to him. I mean, I look up to this guy like he's a god. And for him to come and tell me that I'm his hero because I accomplished our father's dream and that you did it the way you wanted to do it, mm. you accomplished it, you didn't follow orders, you broke the rules. You're not supposed to be wrestling at 45. You're overweight. You eat steak. You smoke cigarettes. You eat pussy. You do all this shit. And I'm in the ring. And I'm the first international heavyweight champion for ACW. That goes a lot. That comes a lot. He told me, I have all these medals. But for you winning daddy's belt back is the biggest. So I made a duplicate of the belt and I sent it to him. And he has it right on his walls next to his medals. And I'm like, why you do that? He goes, this is the greatest one I can get. Because that's what I was my father's. So with that. Just do what you feel is right. You know, mm-hmm. if you want to watch me on Wednesdays, I'm on the LDM network every Wednesday night on, on, on at 7 p.m. Um, you can follow me on Facebook, Raphael G. Um, you can follow my DJ page, DJ LG, Instagram. My Instagram. And that's it. I don't like Twitter because Twitter is the same shit as everybody else. Is. I don't give a fuck about Twitter. <laughs> you know, every time I put something up, they always check, oh, this, you can't say this, you can't say that. Fuck that. You know, I'm doing what I gotta do. And we'll see what happens in the future. And yeah. I, again, I can't thank you enough thank you. for so those, having me on the show. It's a great were, honor. Those were his final thoughts. Oh, because on my show, I like to do final thoughts. My final thoughts are just, you know, short and sweet. I really um, appreciate you giving me my first shot. Uh, you know, once again, shout out to Karma. Also, um, I really appreciate it because you put you you put it where it was like, "Yo, here's the mic. Just be yourself. Don't worry about this." Where I said, like I said, I went to shows prior prior to that and after, and they're like, "Yo, you can't say this. You can't do this. You can't mm-hmm. do that." So, you know, coming on your show was like it was like a weight off my back. It was like, "All right, cool. I'm gonna put my head on, mm-hmm. get into mode." That's you know, it. so I really appreciate you giving me my first and shot. It's my honor. Um, my honor. My I appreciate honor. you coming here too and sharing your story with yeah. all of us. Um, you're you're an inspiration, man. Thank you. And, and I, you th- may and not I thank you think that. this, but you're an inspiration. No, and I thank you for that. Um, I really do, especially for like our culture. Yeah, you know, I mean, Caribbean, Dominican, yeah. Haitian, um, Puerto Rican. You know, what I'm saying pigeons with sazon. <laughs> Got that adobo in sazon. That's it. That's it. <laughs> but That's um, it. yeah, man, those are my final thoughts. So um. Don't, I don't mean to cut you off. The only thing I want to say to you is, no matter what you do, don't forget where you started from. Appreciate Once that. Once you forget where you started yeah. from, you lost the yeah. cause. That's what my grandmother, my late grandmother, yeah. that I say, she always, like, she put me in the in, in front of the church at, like, 12 years old and mm-hmm. gave me the mic and said, if you don't do this, mm-hmm. there's a belt waiting for you at yeah. home. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Because I told people about you. Mm-hmm. If you don't do this, you're going to embarrass me mm-hmm. and you're going to get a beating. Mm-hmm. And I did my sermon and people were like, yo, there's no way he could be 12 years old. She always told me, the man that you see today, the, the dominant that she pushed out mm-hmm. at, like, 8 years old, 12 years old or whatever, um, all the, most of my life, mm-hmm. she has said that to me. Never forget where you come from. Never forget forget where you started. Show people who you are. Yep. 
always show people who always you are. No matter remember. what room yep. you go into, always show people who you my, are. My dad always said, rather you're polishing shit or you're polishing gold. You do it to the best of your ability because you never know when you got to go back to the shits. You understand what I'm saying? Like he always told me, and I tell That's this to you, if you hear me, you can hear me all you want, but if you're listening, mm-hmm. I, I used to hate when you said something like, you hear me, but you're not listening. I was like, isn't it the same shit? But when mm-hmm. you get older, mm-hmm. you know, just, just remember, be humbled. Yeah, Be humbled. Be happy with what you're doing. You're doing a great job. I'm watching you. Don't think I'm not. I'll be in the back watching that. Ah, there he goes. Yeah, that's my boy. That's my boy. Appreciate you know, that. And congratulations on your success. Appreciate um, I Hopefully, I look forward to coming back. You know, Let's see what 2021 brings us. Mm-hmm. Again, to everybody, may the Lord watch all over us. Just be grateful for what you have because in a heartbeat, it's gone. Yeah. So, ladies and gentlemen, once again, you were tuned in to the Discipline Therapy Podcast. I love this part. Peace. Take care. God bless. You might have noticed a change in your neighborhood lately. Yep, Sprint stores are now T-Mobile stores. Now that Sprint is T-Mobile, you get more coverage, value, and benefits than ever before. We've invested billions to bring our 5G from big cities to small towns across America. And great coverage is just the start. From high-speed mobile hotspot data to weekly deals and giveaways, our customers get tons of great benefits. Head to your new T-Mobile store to learn more. Qualifying service and capable device required. Coverage not available in some areas. Some uses may require certain plan or features. See T-Mobile.com. You might have noticed a change in your neighborhood lately. Yep, Sprint stores are now T-Mobile stores. Now that Sprint is T-Mobile, you get more coverage, value, and benefits than ever before. We've invested billions to bring our 5G from big cities to small towns across America. And great coverage is just the start. From high-speed mobile hotspot data to weekly deals and giveaways, our customers get tons of great benefits. Head to your new T-Mobile store to learn more. Qualifying service and capable device required. Coverage not available in some areas. Some uses may require certain plan or features. See T-Mobile.com.